0: Death Deaf to pretenders, uh, niggas try to put me in the blender, no, no surrender. Off with a nigga head, if we you sure, try to end her. I be laying across the bed with your bopper in the window. she proper, I sock it in her. Uh, the prophet skyrocket, you cop it and yeah. chop it in her. Yeah. Small amounts, you rock it and get them Small all about. Fiends do the dance like puff when uh-huh. we come through. Uh-huh. Powder for uh-huh. they nose and some weed for they lungs too.
1: Baby, be patient, my mama saying, it's mama praying. Key scales, niggas playing like Amadeus. Night train of thought is circulating. My circle made it. Work on the table, nigga. We purple taping. Spare time. We don't want your money. We need your mind. Yeah. Yeah, yes, y'all. Right. And I need you. And you. Deal. God. I wonder can you save me from seeing evil celo greeners that mean that I'm crazy I see my people lean on me like Morgan in the 80s Cause we the people busy boning, smoking, getting lazy We thuggish, rugged, sluggish, ain't it something? How we grown accustomed, fuck them We don't love them, we just want it, but we want it Let's keep it 100, my Benjamin Button I put my
2: love. Yo, 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 what's up everybody? All gas, gas, no breaks, I'm podcast, Super I'm Saiyan, Saiyan Santi Here with a special guest We I'm have my man running. Judah here Judah, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, can you please tell us where we can locate you? Normally, I guess provide their Instagram, their website, mm-hmm. and I'll put it down there. And mm-hmm. if you can just let them know,
3: uh, you can get me on Twitter at Judah on the Beats. Um, I just got on IG when the pandemic started, so I'm kind of new to that world. Okay, uh, so okay. So it's Judah used to make beats, um, and I mean that's the two places you can find me. Word. You know what I mean?
2: Why used to make beats?
3: Um, cause I don't sit around and make beats all day anymore. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I do a lot of other things and I make beats when I'm inspired or somebody come to me with something that's, you know, interesting to me. Mm. So, you know, it's just a play, you know, a little cynical, a little, you know, a little play on it. That's, self-deprecating. That's nice, so. You know what I mean? So if they get
2: you to make beats, they've got you to do something.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's it really cool. has to be something nice. that I like to do. You know what I mean? So. I like that. Yeah. 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 We here. Special. Oh, my bad, what else you about to say? I said we here, Oh no man, all breaks.
2: All gas, no, no breaks. All gas, no breaks. All day, man. That's all we love to do over here. <laughs> Hussam, another special guest, man. Yes, sir, how are you? I'm, I've been great, how you been? Good, thanks for having me. Hussam, who has introduced us to you. He was wow, like, yo, you Wow, small world. Got he was like you got to get this guy on the show and he was like yo you get him i was like man i'm I'm waiting when he's ready right he's like i was like then you hit me up like yo four o'clock right 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 (laughs) so man we thank you for uh introducing us to judah and we all been diving in the music is dope everything is dope how you been brother and you have a new project out right now you want to tell us a little bit about that
4: yeah i just released um a new song called make it um, it's on all platforms. You can find me online. Just type in HUSAM Music, H-U-S-A-M Music. You get everything. My Instagram website, all my platforms. Should be very easy to find me.
2: <laughs> very simple. He says, yo, and to my left, my man from NYC. Still
5: here in the DMV with us, man. Which is how you been, and where can we find you? Yeah, I've been good. Just chilling. Trying to get this money for real. <laughs> <laughs> But you can find me on YouTube, um, TikTok, Instagram, anywhere at V-V-I-T-C-H-E-S underscore underscore.
2: That's where he's at. There you go. That's where he's at. <laughs> you can think about it. They had to make sure they knew.
5: Yeah, because last time, you really know.
2: <laughs> you mess up your name last time? Yeah,
5: towards the end. <laughs> <laughs>
2: We've got the underscores. I was like, dude, underscore. Under- I edit these joints, uh-huh. so I was like, I know it's two underscores, dog. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, yo, this is what we do. Mm-hmm. You're new to the show.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: If you could pull out a question, we're gonna answer Uh-oh. this question.
3: Let's see what this mother asked. What's the best type of cheese? Wow. <laughs> uh, this is for me or for y'all? That's for you. Uh, provolone man Provolone Provolone it's The health benefits Yeah provolone is fire okay. a Sandwich Whatever Provolone. Shout out provolone Yeah provolone. Shout out to provolone <laughs> Yeah
2: What's your cheese of choice? I like Swiss Like Swiss? Okay.
4: Yeah I like Swiss I don't know the taste You know and the I mean, holes. That's pretty cool, I guess. <laughs> and the holes in the it's cheese. At the holes. <laughs> <Pretty cool. laughs> and the holes. I mean, it's, it's the only cheese
2: with holes. Yeah. Right? I don't it's, know it's if it's any other cheese yeah. with holes. It's different. It. That's <laughs> red. All right, Bet. Child Chatter Swiss. What's your favorite
5: cheese, man? I got to go with cheddar cheese. Cheddar cheese. Cheddar's fire, too. Yeah, cheddar cheese. I'm a cheddar fan. I, why watch out <laughs> for you? I mean, just the taste. Everything else is like, it's all right, but... Cheddar, cheddar cheese, especially like on a burger you yeah, just yeah. to go off the grill. <laughs> for real though. Damn.
2: Sharp cheddar. I'm a sharp cheddar guy. I like cheddar, but I'm going to put sharp on it. The sharper, the better for me. I like that. What's sharp cheddar? It's a, You got to try it. It's a it's a subset of cheddar? Yeah, cheddar, is a mild, is a medium cheddar. Then it's a subset. A sh- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know what a sharp cheddar is. Hilarious. Hey, yo, almost time I forget this. Shout out to my boy at Rex Corollas. The engineer over there. He's tuned us up right before this. We had a little technical difficulties but once again he bounced in quickly. We took care of it. Shout out to Rex Red Corolla. Shout out to at Diva Volins. She wasn't able to make it but shout out Kwana. Love Kwana. She's hilarious. So, a topic that's going on right now. I don't know if you heard about this. Uh, rapper Fetty Wap was, to, was arrested on federal drug charges mm-hmm. in New York City. Mm-hmm. Man, what, what do y'all think about it? What like,
3: I actually read the story, and they read. They gave um, kind of a detail of how much uh, narcotics they mm-hmm. found, and mm-hmm. money, and everything. And yeah, that's gonna be a tough one. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's a tough one. Is it his? I probably not. If it is it someone in his crews? Probably. Mm-hmm. Or did they say, you know, we can we we can cake up mm-hmm. at Rolling Loud because that's all. The, it's a festival. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So. Yeah. It is what it is, man, but man. gotta be smarter.
5: For real.
2: That's a tough game to be smarter. Yeah. And that's a real tough game. No matter who you are and whatever status of life, I always tell people that wasn't the game for me. I couldn't right. figure that motherfucker out. Right. <laughs> you know, right. that's a tough game to play in. and at that level. Right. The trouble right. that's behind that level is right. just, that's a scary right. scary thought.
3: Right. That's tough.
2: I pray for the young brother.
3: Hey man, good luck yeah. through that situation. Have you all heard about that? Facing life, he said. Yeah, oh yeah,
4: yeah. Wow. For that much and everything, yeah. yeah that's is it that much. Yeah. yeah, life. That's yeah. True. I mean, even if you,
2: I mean, Kingpin and minimum game, what ten.
3: Man, I don't know what they get, but <laughs> yeah, that's, like... a, that's a lot, man. Life yeah, that's is... like,
4: but that's not even that much in ten yeah. years they get. I mean, yeah. So, so it happened at a festival. They were trying to. Yeah. They're trying to sell shit.
3: Yeah. And it kind of looked like, you know, they knew people was going to be there. Okay. They could get it get it off. You know, everybody partying, mm-hmm. getting high, and they knew they could get some, get it off. You know what I mean? Like, yeah.
4: And I, I hope the best for him. I just think there's so many other ways he could have monetized. If he wanted to make more,
5: oh, music been slow for that man. Though. Yeah, I mean, Ooh, yeah, right. We know what he been doing instead of making music. Yeah. now. Yeah, music been slow. You know what I'm saying? Slow.
2: Guess, yeah, so man, that boy put out some, some fire though. For real, though. I was a fan of that music, yo. I ain't yeah. gonna lie, that shit was dope.
3: He had a run, didn't he? He had a nice
2: one too. Yeah. It was a nice. He could have had a nice follow up. I, I felt. I was waiting mm. for the follow up.
3: And it's it's funny, right? Because you always ask yourself, like, you know, what happened, right? Yeah, and you know. Most people just make the same songs over and over again. Why couldn't he make the same songs over and over again? What happened? I would actually happen. And that's a tough. That's a good question. Was it him, or was it the people behind him? What happened?
4: Was a label issue?
2: What happened? Yeah, what you know, ha- I, mean, I would yeah. like to know, because that was yeah. good music. I felt like i never heard that type of sound mm-hmm. before. And coming out of New Jersey, you know, we mm-hmm. haven't heard that from New Jersey in very long. I felt yeah. like in a long time that, yeah.
4: like that, yeah. I was like, oh, that's what y'all been doing? Oh, yeah. that shit's fire. What happened, man? Man. And he had a unique tone, too. Very like unique. A, and unique look. Too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And he made it work for him. Yeah. yeah. Homeboy was on fire. Homeboy was on fire.
2: Yeah. Woo. Tough one. God bless that brother. Yeah. Well, hopefully get through that situation. Yeah. Yo, next. Have y'all ever seen uh, Will Ferrell's Elf. Yeah. yeah. He never did a part two. Never. Never did a part two. And he, and he spoke about it on SNL. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I think it was like money was an issue. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he didn't get what he wanted. And I guess they made so much. I think it made like 223 million or something
3: like that. It's so funny.
2: Like it was, like I know a million a bit. I forgot the exact number. I want to get that number. But it was hilarious.
3: And what they still making.
2: Oh, they still making. Money. Because
3: you know. the joint is on TNT, T- yeah. it's on TV every Christmas, Christmas season. It don't even got to be
5: around Christmas time. They'll nah. no, just play it. I yeah, <laughs> mean,
2: I watch it. Yeah. I, I, do what, I do the same thing. Yeah. I do. Joint funny. What's your favorite scene in that movie? <sighs>
5: There's so many
3: scenes in that joint. <laughs> it's so many scenes. The Bama is just so just naturally funny. Yeah. That he don't really have to say nothing. It's just, it's just his naturally. Presence. Yeah, just presence. looking at him walk into a room. Yeah, a small ass elf <laughs> outfit. It's just funny, man. Funny. <laughs> Step Brothers, like, come on. Oh man. yeah, oh, so. that's, <laughs> a <classic. laughs> come that's a classic. That's a classic. Come on, okay, man. I got Wolf,
2: well Ricky that Bobby, so Talladega Nights. Talladega Nights, man. <laughs> come on, man. I feel like that if was you the ultimate first, you I, For me, that was okay. Fairy
3: Will Ferrell movie. Nah, i don't nah, know. I'm gonna tell you this. You gotta see. Eastbound and Down. I, I have seen, I've seen the whole thing. When he shows up in Eastbound and Down as the car salesman. <laughs> With the gray hair? Yes. Like, this moment is funny, man. Oh. Hey, he's hilarious. Man. When they had, they had the race? Yes, when they had the race or when he, you know, when he when he had uh, his homeboy, like, shining <laughs> the tires on a car. Or when it, it might, like, you got to, this dude is funny, man. He's hilarious. You know what I'm saying? So... What he did in, in Eastbound and Down. Eastbound and Down is like a classic, classic yeah, Completely show. Completely, show, you completely. Know what
2: I'm i love Eastbound and Down. He's yeah. also slept on. I felt like that, that yeah. comedian, I won't yeah. forget his Dan name. Danny McBride. Danny McBride. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. off topic. Have mm-hmm. you seen him play principals? Principles?
3: Principles, yes. Principles? Yes. That shit yes. was hilarious. That was hilarious too. That shit was ridiculous. What? funny we we going off because it's all hbo stuff <laughs> yeah but this joint was funny but man. i
2: felt like no one and no one ever seen it. i'm like you ain't never seen vice, vice principles yeah sleeping on vice Her,
3: and there's a joint where he was in the church the church family that came on hbo too i it's forgot the name family. yeah that oh, came like on after that What's yeah it I'm, I'm gonna give you the information but this joint on hbo where they were a family like a mega church family it's hilarious. you oh, got to be funny. Southern? Yes. Oh, Funny, funny. I'll give you the information. You <laughs> got to give it to me. Yeah, I'm yeah. a
2: TV
4: buff. Yep. Real quick. I'm going to have to keep a list. <laughs> I, I always tell you, he doesn't watch Bruh, TV. I, I disappoint everybody with TV. <laughs> They're like, yo, you seen this? I'm like, no, it's not. Yo, I just put him
2: on uh, Juice. Juice. Wow. Yeah. He just watched wow. Juice with me at the house. He's never wow. seen Juice. What you think
5: about it? I mean, I just feel like there was a, just like, a row of movies that encapsulated that like '90s feel. Mm-hmm. Juice was definitely one of them. Right. That above the rim. He showed me right. above the rim. Okay. Um, How old are you? How old are you? 18. Oh, so yeah, you definitely you was yeah. born not even born when it came out for real. Wow. So it's just good to just sit and see a movie like that because no, it wasn't juice. It was above. The Rim. oh yeah above the rim I yeah said, you, you, gotta you gotta see yeah.
3: juice too yeah above the rim king of new york You it's a lot of he showed, stuff and
5: then that dave Chappelle. uh killing me softly
3: killing me softly the Brock party joint No, no the, the, the they, other they, one they killing me
2: softly when he did at the warner, warner theater yeah that i was line? at that i was at the warner theater
3: you was yeah. at that event yeah i was at uh a, a few of those tapings they did a few wow. tapings there wow yeah wow yeah yeah, wow. yeah. 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 yeah.
2: I don't give a dab on that. There. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. dope. That's yeah. fine. That's, yeah. that's a classic. Yeah. That's a classic. Yeah. Because that was when he did the, uh, the Sesame Street in mm-hmm. the hood mm-hmm. joint. That killed me. So, yeah, I put him on to
5: that. Gotcha. Wait, what was the, the movie with him and his friends getting high? Oh, they saw Half Big. Half, half Big. big. <laughs> you never yeah. Seen half <laughs> big.
3: yeah, that's wild. Like, you know, like 18. It's so much stuff. And I know y'all got y'all vibing, with y'all into now. But it's so much stuff that y'all missed that, you know, molded us you know what i'm saying it made out of the way yeah. that is yeah stuff that influenced
5: yeah. ya. yeah that's why i like being our older people though because mm-hmm. i could i can get that insight mm-hmm. at the same time still keep up with like what kids my age is doing mm-hmm. now so it give me that like happy medium yeah
3: yeah it's so much dope stuff out there man that bro if if i i mean i i definitely am happy that i was born when i was born and i yeah. witnessed like i witnessed big i witnessed mm-hmm. park I witnessed Michael Jackson. Like, that must have you know been saying? crazy. I witnessed, you know, the first like black quarterback to win a Super Bowl. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And I still witnessed the first president, black president. Like mm-hmm. I get, it's I got crazy. to witness so much dope stuff. Yeah. And I'm 43. Yeah. You wow. feel what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. A lot of so. So, like, that's, you know, unfortunately, you know, I know y'all going to have some more great times as y'all get older, but still, the stuff that we witness, man, you know, it's it's phenomenal. Phenomenal. So,
2: And it's molding a lot of what they're watching right now. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm watching the movies. I'm like, man, Transformers was ahead of their time in Mm -hmm. the cartoon. Like, they were Mm -hmm. writing some good shit at Hasbro. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I was watching, I I go back and I binge old stuff because Mm -hmm. I'm like, what – like you said, molded me, mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. TV was molding me. I was mm-hmm. live. I was a TV. I wasn't outside getting in trouble. Mm-hmm. I was inside just mm-hmm. watching what they was putting on the TV. Right, right. But, it was in, I, but I was entertained.
4: Right, right. It right. wasn't bad. Right. I was entertained. Right. You know, Sesame so right. Street was even dope. Right, right, <laughs> <For real. laughs> right. I mean, do you notice that a lot of the new movies nowadays are just remakes of old shit? It seems like they have a hard time. <laughs> how, how do you feel about, about that? Shit? How, how do you feel about the remakes that they're doing of old I, shit? I mean, it's like. This stuff is old. Like some of this stuff is really old. Like like what? They, like Disney remakes. They're like nineties. They Have you the watched 90s, it, some of concept. the Disney remakes? No. Watch some of them shits. They're all coming right. out with a new them Buzz Lightyear and a new I'm, Buzz I'm Lightyear movie. But, but it's the same story. And I'm I'm saying it's not. But it's watch a what they did to the shit though. Like I don't I
2: don't care about Cinderella and all that. But the Disney animation of the real life Cinderella was crazy. I watched Aladdin with Will Smith. Mm-hmm. that shit was crazy. <laughs> Right. it was crazy right. I was like this is crazy the
3: technology right? that
2: technology it looked like a genie and then you know if you got a nice TV the shit even looks more realistic I'm like right. damn they're not playing now. Right. so right. I do like it because I right. do like seeing the progression
3: mm-hmm. sure like mm-hmm. I like the Star Wars right I dig them gotcha you know what gotcha.
2: I mean how do you feel about it how do you feel about it
3: I mean, I love it. I mean, at the end of the day, like, you know, that's just the world we in. They're always gonna remake everything they're gonna remake all the songs, they're gonna remake all the movies. I mean, it's just what they gotta do though. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's, Cause there's nothing new out there anymore. Mm-hmm. It's nothing that has not been done. Yeah. We're in a world where nothing has not been done. You know, that's crazy to think, right? Mm-hmm. Um, For the most part, there are some very grandiose things like, you know, a man going to the moon as a civilian, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, but yeah. most people on average can't do that. No, not at all. Um, but, I mean, I, I think it's cool. I mean, because I, I, it just gives us an opportunity for the youngins like him to go back and see the original. You mm-hmm. Get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah, I saw this movie. Well, well, homie, you know that's not the original.
5: Yeah.
3: What? Are you serious? <laughs> nah, here go the original. Came out in 1988.
5: Um, what? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel So you. it gives you an opportunity to, to get some understanding, you know? Yeah, and I do get a chance to appreciate that, especially being around him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: Reminds me of uh, hip-hop tracks when they sample 70s shit, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you hear the 70s or 80s joint, you're like, wait, that's its own song? Right. No, that, that was in this hip-hop song. Yeah,
3: people don't even know it came <laughs> from yeah. something yeah. that was already out, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
4: But
2: when you dig deep and you find that original track, yeah. though, sometimes mm-hmm. you just like, yep. it blows my mind. Yeah. Are you watching mm-hmm. New Wu-Tang?
3: I am, man. I yeah. am. I'm loving it. I'm yeah. loving it. The Protect Your Neck episode really hit close to me as a producer because the way that they did that show to kind of show, show how producers think, Yeah. it was phenomenal. You know what I'm saying? And then it also making me go back and fact check too. Okay. Like that um, episode when they were at the Fever and ODB was on the stage doing the intro before they performed. Yeah. I actually went back and did some research, and they have a video clip of that, and I was like, Yeah, he really did that he really was sent, talking wild like that in front of white people, saying all that you know wild Rest stuff he was going hard, and so peace, yeah. you know it's it's an awesome it's it's a very awesome um show i mean i i was I'm, i was glad to have witnessed that I boy yeah. protect your neck, you know yeah. what I'm saying I was there for it like you have Bruh, a Wu shirt. I had a Wu shirt. You know, I had that cassette, the CD. The cassette. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was just, so I was happy to um, see it, be a part of it. And, you know, it's just, it's a nostalgia for me. You know Dude. what I'm saying? So I love it.
2: Have you guys shit. watched the show? We're I disappoint you, my I have been, boy. I don't even don't even look my direction
4: on. when you ask. Just look that direction. <laughs> no, man. no, I'm gonna ask
2: it because I've been trying. I've been like, yo, there's certain things I understand. These guys are busy. Mm-hmm. They're about business. Mm-hmm. I'm an older guy myself,
3: mm-hmm. but I also tell
2: them don't miss out on what's going on around you. Right,
3: right. there's some right. cool
2: shit going on right now that's really big. Right, and check it out because it might just. Give you some thought of what's going on and help with whatever you're doing right now. That's all I say. Just calm down a little bit. I used to be like you, man. He's
4: stressing us. His- Dog, there's so much cool man, shit going man. on. When we t- uh, there'll be plenty of downtime when we I mean, travel around the world. The there plane. you go. See, he setting it up.
3: I'll
2: be watching the movies. We're going to binge, but I don't, don't like watching shit three times and twice. I watch things twice. I can't do three. Yeah, <laughs> so I can't I'm do twice. I can barely do once.
5: <laughs> nah, <setting it> <laughs> <Not> for <laughs> real <laughs> bro.
2: <laughs>
4: sitting sitting still for an hour and a half, I can't. I can't do it anymore. Let me tell you, when I was coming up, like you know, you were coming up, we ain't have this. you you be in a bathroom with this. Right, right, right. The door,
3: I got kid, man. I mean, right, <laughs> right.
2: So that's why I make time. I even cook. I'm like, hey, man, I'm gonna cook. Mm-hmm. TV on, yeah. Yep. But anyway, just just check it out. Check yeah, it out. Okay. There's some some dope stuff. Right. What y'all so y'all haven't seen Wu Tang? That was a good episode. Mm-hmm. I like the show. The mm-hmm. show is amazing. It's blowing my mind. Mm-hmm. RZA is killing it. I feel like the actors are amazing. Right. These young people are bad.
3: They casted it correctly. They did they casted it correctly. Um, and you know it's uh you can tell Riza had majority of the input right? on yeah. it I agree. um which is the if it was if it was something negative or something a uh, uh, con that i had to say about it was um you know i know he's a very uh talented guy and he changed the game but it's also making him look kind of prophetic or like you know what i'm saying okay, and okay. Again. You know, that's, that. I don't really, that. It, I don't like that type of stuff. Mm-mm. Like, bruh, sometimes you just found the right fucking sample. You put it <laughs> in the right keyboard. Because you're a producer. You made the right beat. Yeah. You didn't have, no, like, it's not all like, you know, everything aligned and the stars and <laughs> yeah, the dove yeah. came and landed. Like, it's not, all that stuff not prophetic. You yeah, just yeah, found the right yeah. sample at the right time in the right year. With the right machine and the right artist, it's just what it is, and it worked out. It worked out. And
2: it worked. I call those God moments. Right. right. I feel like that's when the big man stepped in and helped me out, or big lady, however you want to put it. You know what I mean? Right. Yo, uh, I my only con then is I wish they wouldn't. They would lip sync some of Mm -hmm. the songs, Mm because I'm like I really like those songs, Mm -hmm. and some of the artists, they're actors, Mm -hmm. and you can hear an actor trying to rap. But my man playing Rayquan. Shout out that young man. He needs to get some kind He's a of professional.
3: He's been in so many other movies. That boy, act. Movies. Yeah, he's been in some dope. he been in dope. Have you, know you know seen the joint? Oh, dope. Yeah, he was oh, in dope. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. You're
2: dope. Yeah. Then he had a Netflix joint where uh, Will Smith's son was in a Jaden. I don't know if there was in uh, the Bronx. hmm. You seen that one? Yeah. That was, yeah. he was
3: yeah. in yeah. that. He's a, he's a, like, yeah. official actor. That boy, nice. Yeah. He's killing it. Killing yeah. it.
2: And all the one playing ODB, he's killing it as well. Mm-hmm. And shout out to my boy uh, from Baltimore uh, that used to go to Morgan, right? I think Morgan? Playing Method Man. Uh
4: Davies. Davies, He on yeah. in Baltimore yeah. for a little was, uh, Merlin, yep. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he doing his thing. Yep. yep.
2: Good show. Check it out, yep. guys. All right, all right. Check it out. <laughs> thing I'm telling you, check I'll it, it out. I'll put it on my to-do list. Do you guys have a question for Judah? We're going to jump into some <laughs> questions. Because I think y'all need to... These guys are both inspiring artists. They're mm-hmm. dope. You've worked with him before. Mm-hmm. This is my young cuz. And I'm like, yo, I'm out here meeting people that I think mm-hmm. you may want to talk to.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually do got a question. Yeah, mm-hmm. please. All right, so I heard you earlier talking about how you got more into the business aspect of mm-hmm. just the music scene and just being a producer in general. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, when was the moment that defined, like, okay, I'm just about to look at this with a business perspective mm-hmm. from now on. Cause I know like as an artist myself, like sometimes you can get like a romanticized, just view Mm -hmm. on music making, Mm -hmm. but there's also other things that come into play that make it Mm -hmm. as a whole. So
3: probably when I was like 25, 24, 25, and I used to go to New York, I used to drive or, you know, that four, four and a half hours to New York, like once a week, twice a week to take meetings. And do stuff, and and the level of disrespect and um, that I was getting, and it didn't really sit well with me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I used to do that, pay the money, all the damn tolls, and you know just to go up. I remember, and I'll fish. say his name. I had a meeting at Jive with John Monopoly one time, who yeah. manages Kanye, who used to manage Kanye. And you know, I had the meeting, and you know, I was I loved that I, I you know respected I had the meeting, but. Dude was eating Chinese food in the Not meeting, taking you
5: seriously. Smoking,
3: leave walking in and out, cut my beats off and started playing his artists. And that's when I was like, you know what? You know, I'm not wasting my time or money doing this anymore. I'm just going to find artists in my area. Yeah. And then so after that, because I've been owning a studio since 1999, um, like a commercial studio yeah. in a building. So, you know, I've been doing that for a while, but um that kind of changed my my perspective cuz i i just had a little bit more self-respect yeah. than that so then i started finding artists and you know working with artists doing my own mixtapes um putting out mixtapes finding artists networking and then probably around 2006 2007 um you know I, I formed this this label called Studio 43
5: Studio 43 And
3: Studio 43 was was You know, famous for, we signed Wale. We did uh, UCB, um, Sexy Lady, which is a big go-go song for a man. Um, You know, and went on to be that first deal, first situation for Wale to get him where he was at with Interscope, his first deal. Wow. Uh, So Kenny Burns, you know, good friends with Kenny Burns and he's from here and we started Studio 43 and that kind of, Spark some things off for the area. Yeah. One of the, the very first, really, boutique label, not a street label, because when I first started making beats, I was producing for street labels. Hustlers who had bags of money, who wanted to rap, rap a lot, selling out the trunk of their car. So that, that actual experience just made me be like, you know, I'm just gonna find my own artists, hustle, break artists. And um, it really taught me a lot about myself, I was proud of myself because I used to make those trips. But then I also was like, you know, I can't stomach that type of treatment anymore. So Yeah, that's just the wrong it. energy. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. And um, it's a little different different perspective because I'm a producer. If I was an artist, it may have been different, right? But as a producer, uh, it was a little different. So that was kind of the, the experience that kind of changed my, my trajectory and changed what I was going to do.
5: Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean coming from an artist like i appreciate the fact that you even would do that Mm. because even me being as young as i am Mm. it's very hard to find other people that are as serious about making music as you are Mm. Mm. so just to put you know whatever position he had aside Mm -hmm. and to just give yourself that Mm self-respect i could appreciate that i appreciate
3: it and and you know at the end of the day like you know you gotta make a decision some people like a good friend of mine who's a producer, you know, he wanted to be a big industry producer, mm. so he followed that path, and he, you know, he was willing to deal with that type of treatment. You get what I'm saying to yeah. get where he needed to go. I just knew me, and I was like, you know what?
5: I felt Not that. I and
3: there's nothing wrong with what he did. It's nothing yeah. wrong with what I did. It's just our personal choices. And we 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 laugh and talk about it all the time, like how he went one route, I went another route, and how our lives are. You know, we're friends, but our lives went two different um paths and he had went on to go sign with Rodney Jerkins mm-hmm. and do some stuff with Rodney and do some big records but then I was always like the independent guy. You know what I'm saying? Find artists, put out records, sell five thousand records. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Go to Oakland, go here. The it's grind the, the yeah. grind is different. I was a more independent minded. Yeah. 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 And I always said I wanted to have a career like alchemist or like oh, I love opposed alchemist. to like a Doctor Dre. Somebody, I love them, I love Dre, but I always just wanted to, you know, have that type of career where I can go out and eat and chill and hang out, make beats, do what I wanted to do, know people, move how I want to move. Yeah, um, but I also, from a business aspect, I always like, bro, I want my money up front in cash, I don't want no half up front, back end, none of that. Just give give me all my bread up front, and that's the independent world, that's the independent world, Yeah. 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 Yeah, so mm-hmm.
2: you feel more. You feel like you're more comfortable with that. Like,
3: um, I think I'm comfortable either way, but yeah. I just know me as a – cause I got a degree in business too. Okay. So from where from I, where? Uh, I went to Robert Morris University in Pittsburgh and okay. okay. Bowie okay. State for a year. So I went two places, but one right, thing. You wanna... Thank you. Well, one thing I realize is that you know I'm more of give me my money now I don't blame and then you. I'll flip it. Yeah, opposed to give me my half and wait to something to release. Or never get a check at all. I hear they that. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. I was more and then I also realized um growing up in DC and mm-hmm. understanding and, and playing around with, you know, the lifestyle and I understood the I always had that crack dealer's mentality. Yeah. And what I mean by that is I knew there were more independent artists and labels that say had five, ten grand opposed to more major opportunities that were offering 50. So I could really go meet with these indie labels and and indie artists and and work with them and do six, seven, eight projects and have 100,000, opposed to being disrespected and trying to hope to get on a project where I can get, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So my thing was really feed the people that I knew and the – the the network that I knew and I just knew independent artists had a little bit more of, of where I was trying to go you know what I'm saying the bread and the fun you know yeah
5: you're stuff. not on somebody else's timing yeah
3: yeah so that's kind of how my mentality was with production and business yeah. and we split the, everything 50-50 yeah you know, you do a simple deal memo, we ain't gotta get no lawyers involved. It's just it's simpler. Yeah. And then that's, also too, you know, as a hustler, you just be like, bro, just give me five grand. Mm-hmm. You go sell whatever you sell, you keep all that, I don't
5: care. Yeah. So you that you're still getting what you get. what you, had, what yeah. you want. Yeah, like
3: give me my bread, you go out and make all the money off of it, tour, do all you wanna do. It's a, it's a calculated risk, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So at the end of the day, man, it's probably the best move I've ever made. I'm more wealthy now. You know what I'm saying, so you know it is what it is.
4: Congrats I mean, even that. even these big opportunities you're talking about, I've I hear tons of stories where they they even fail to pay the producers, or they or they you know screw the producers. I'm like, then what's the point, right? You know, or they find some bullshit paperwork they have to find and screw you fucking over, right? Yeah.
3: So what's what's happening now is you know you meet a lot of youngins, right, and youngins being you know. Let's just say eighteen to twenty five. Yeah. Right. And they're more concerned with the plaque and the placement opposed to the publishing and the money. That makes sense. That does make they sense. They want the plaque for IG. They want to say, Yeah, I got a placement on this shit. They journey. just want the club. Yeah. But, but they not getting no publishing, no back end, no they money. They probably don't own a master. They don't somebody else own a record. And so that's kinda where you know, I knew things were taking a turn, and that's why I say I'm always just gonna kind of keep down the path that I'm on because I don't care about no plaques. I don't care about none of that. My money. That shit can't feed no kids. No, you know what I'm saying? For real, nah, i, I A yeah. plaque that's made out of plastic, glass, whatever, cannot feed a kid. Not at all. But if you're publishing right, you got five, ten grand up front. You put it in a five twenty nine for your kids, or you put it in an investment investment account or money market or a marketing, like you invest in, yeah. right? You so. make an
5: actual move other than exactly. striving for something that's not gonna exactly
3: give you your money's worth. Exactly. So you know, it's all about what you what you in for into it for. You know what I'm saying? So
5: yeah, the independent route is something that I've looked into way before I even knew I wanted to start taking music seriously. It was like if I ever decided to, I just knew I would be independent, just because, like you said have that self respect for myself. Mm-hmm. And at the same time it's like I can dictate where my sound goes mm-hmm. and who my sound is around. At the mm-hmm. same time, also have a better eye for controlling my money yeah. cuz it's not some, you know, huge record label that's, you mm-hmm. know, giving you false false promises. You got to call five or six people to try to hunt you yeah. down. You know, you're
3: going to owe them money, you know what I'm saying? Like it's just it's funny style, man. And you know, some people want that, but I look at it like in 2021 you're still trying to get a record deal, you're basically in it for fame. Mm. It's really you're not in it Mm. in it for anything else. Yeah, because of the way the money is working. The way the the bro, it's a 2021 and people still signing deals and getting jerked. And we have we have 40, 50 years of examples of (laughs) people (laughs) movies.
2: Movie Cadillac movie. records, see, like, <laughs> like you know all these stories,
3: and people still want to yeah. get deals, and they think they're going to be different.
2: Yeah. Why do you think they want the? Why is it the fame then? Why are they choosing the fame over
4: the, the, the substance? Money, That's the artist. Money talks. I mean, if you're but fame isn't, doesn't necessarily mean money. But you get an advance, you know. So if someone shows up, say, hey, I'll give you. A million dollars right now, just sign this thing. What's
2: the average um, advance looking like in major industry?
3: I would say anywhere, depending on, on, you know, where you at with your career, it can be up to two fifty, maybe five hundred to a million, you know what I'm saying? And then you hear all these people saying they sign these five million dollar deals, that's not all cash. Yeah. It's like some of it is marketing, some of it is, you know, this and that. So it's it's a package. It's yeah. not cold cash. But um, it varies, you know. It very it varies. I can't really give you a solid number. It Just kind of varies on where you are in terms of as an artist, your popularity, your popularity, yeah. how many views you get, your yeah. likes, you know, your yeah. followers. So it's different now. But um, and and you know, just for anybody listening, I don't profound to be any type of. You know, industry professional at all. I just know what I hear. But you in the conversations. game. But you in the game though. And you know, I wouldn't necessarily say I'm in the game because there's a lot going on that I definitely don't know about. Okay. or I'm not a you know, um, and I don't want to know about. Okay. You know what I mean? Understand. I understand you. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like you know, any in 2020, if anybody's trying to get a deal, you just know, like, bro, the <laughs> fame. Yeah, you want the fame. Right. You want to be. On TV, you want to. The attention. Be, you want the attention. You want to be, you know, it's just what it is. It's that. what it is. I, you no, Nobody can tell me different.
2: I understand. Hey, I understand that. I, 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 I share your right. view as right. well. well. I right. feel but, like. Tom, um, do you have a question?
4: I was just going to say a yeah. uh, comment on that. I feel like the only way majors would be useful uh, would be useful as an accelerator where you're already somewhere and you can now bring some to the table and you have leverage to say, you're not going to fuck me like these other artists, mm-hmm. right? But what leverage do you have? I mean, well, I I'm feel saying like if the last
2: did, the, the th- last they, signing like that would have been uh cash money, right? Wouldn't have been like it was Baby, didn't he have like
3: Baby, yeah, Baby did that. It was a label situation, a partnership, and he got what what 30 supposedly 30 something million up front, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Um I wouldn't necessarily say um yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say that was a different situation. I mean, they yeah. had they, they had their own label and imprint, but I strictly mm-hmm. just say, you know, he wanted to go get yeah. a deal and meeting with people, yeah. you know, he would have more leverage if he had his own following. He put out his own albums and sold thousands on his own. Mm-hmm. He would have more leverage okay. in, in the negotiating of the structure of that deal. If he was brand new and they just saw him on Instagram and said, oh, yeah, you're going to be a star... And he had no albums out and nothing. <laughs> right. And they were saying we're gonna put all this bread behind you. Then his deal gonna look different than mm-hmm. if he was the other yeah. way around.
4: And you can afford to pass up two fifty grand when you see it's a terrible deal when you have leverage.
0: Hola. Hola. Uh. 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 Nino Green. 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 Nino. 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 Who to smoke? smoke. Death to pretenders, uh, niggas try put me in the blender, no, surrenders. no surrender. Off with a nigga head if you try and I be laying across the bed with your bopper in the window. She prop, I sock it in her. Uh, the profit skyrocket, you cop it and yeah. chop it in her. Yeah. Small amounts, you rock it and get them all about. Fiends do the dance like puff when uh, we come through. Uh, uh, Potter for uh, they uh, nose and some weed for they lungs too. Baby,
1: be patient, my mama saying it's mama praying. Key scales, niggas playing like Amadeus. Night train of thought it circulating. My circle made it. Work on the table, nigga. We purple taping. Spare ties, broke the fence at the crazy lady. Shoulders burning, made a burden out of something perfect. Was it worth it? Was it good? What's the purpose? Beneath the surface, got a lot of niggas nervous. Yup. And African tablets Try not to ruin the plastic uh-huh. Slip the neck Let it drain Calm, feed a rabbit on. Midnight desert drop. Thump them
0: next to the cactus Just. Don't bury Babylon Let the vultures have it, it. Have My mind's and body Like edit to And black magic yes. Insulin, Pin out for blood pin them backwards uh-huh.
1: Increments got potential Immersed in crack parrots. Uh-huh. I'm Nicky Knuckles In the bucket When I smash trash.
0: My archive uh-huh. Audio uh-huh. apartheid Write rhymes That will fly The day that the God died I'm able a- I'm a- cooking a- cane on the table, been the truth in the face since the cradle. My flow need a ladle, so syrupy maple. Uh, leaf in the streets, cause my reef would look burgundy. I can give a fuck if a fuck nigga heard of me. I keep it low. I roll the tree up and i breathe it slow. Nino uh. Martin had a dream on how to
1: be a king. But Rayful did too with a triple beam. Corona sick, my aroma is that of a stoner. Holy hover, the streets is watching from on a the corner. These fucking vultures is flying over the fucking culture. We busting loose, Chucky Brown, I'm a go goer. Violin, sing, pullin' on the strings. 98 bullshit, Lord of the Rings. Yo, yeah,
3: y- y- 24-7, we swear to de-observant. Offer the finest service. Deliver dope through verses. Sippin' designer bourbon. With a fisherman's purpose. If the shit don't wave right, we ain't working. Yo, the verbiage is neighborhood disturbance. The purpose got mud. This is tones of a murder. The half-plane came off a brown bag
2: cursing Yellow fix, we call it dirt piss from the serpent. I have a question I like to ask a lot of people: Who are your top three influencers and why?
3: Mm. That's
2: a so tough one. Hmm. Me go? Oh, he's done it before. He yeah, was on the show sure. last time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he, he, he trying to stall time. You <laughs> get... trying to stall it. He
4: did. He right, did. Right. You want someone else want to go? Yeah.
5: All right. You want to go? I
4: go. sure. I don't think you've he, never answered that.
5: I mean. I would have to say, my number one influence has got to be—I want to say just. I
2: think you kind of answered this, brother.
5: Oh yeah, in our he podcast, yeah. He answered it too, man. Hey, but it changed. My people be changing. It changed already. Yeah. Okay, let's go and see what these two, three are. <laughs> I mean, Edgar Allan Poe. You said that before, Edgar yeah. Allan Poe. Just because of the way he expressed his emotion. No. And you look at somebody that's been through so much turmoil, just, like, crazy shit's happening to them, mm-hmm. and how beautifully he just expresses all of that for somebody to read. I mean, I found that admirable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've tried to translate it within my work myself best as I can, you know, only way I really know how to do. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that's... yeah, number but, one. Yeah, number one. two... two I want to say Kurt Cobain, mm-hmm. just because... You know he's low-key well was independent you know just doing his own thing just playing how he was playing he got the notoriety and then it just skyrocketed his sound was just completely different Mm -hmm. and it just molded into a bunch of stuff that people my age are now doing Mm -hmm. like full-length projects of punk songs just with like punk and trap just stuff like that a lot of electronic based stuff um you go on TikTok, there's like 17 Kurt Cobain remixes It a, a mm. smells like teen spirit. Mm. Just the the crazy stuff they're doing with his work. And I respect it. I mean, I don't know how he would feel his his number one song in like an EDM remix, but... <laughs> hey,
2: some of them joints be kind of hard. I heard a future the Molly Percocet joint. Yeah. <laughs> back, to mm-hmm. Who, who's in number three? Number three?
5: Number three, I got to say... Malcolm X.
2: Malcolm X. Two of them are new. Malcolm yeah
5: i've been i've been reading up on malcolm x just a little bit okay just the, as just yeah not the not the book just like watching like youtube videos and stuff like that just the i guess he's just like his power the way he just operated just like he had that like that seriousness like he was about mm-hmm. what he was about mm-hmm. and i tend to lean towards his more like not aggressive tendencies when it comes to stuff like that. Just like the, um, just the way that he expressed it. You know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: That's a that's a awesome awesome list right there. You
5: know what I'm saying? That's an awesome list. And it, it's always changing too. You know, <laughs> it has changed
4: for two yeah. people. That was dope. I was just about to say my shit continues to evolve. You can't yours like is, I can't. Yours I can't dwindle my shit down to three people. It's yeah. impossible. Wow. I take from so many different people. Even judo, I would say, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, like, for real. I take from so many people, I can't say these are the three. But these are the three I have in mind currently, I'll tell what? you. And, and that, that three, there you go, thank yeah. you. What's the three in mind? First one I would say is um, Muhammad Ali. Okay. For obvious reasons. I mean, passionate dude, went against the grain, fought until he couldn't fight no more, literally. He couldn't move anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. the guy is just fucking passionate and, you know. Bad dude. Also fought for what he thought was right at the time as well. With the you know? jail, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. exactly. Gave up did. gave up his medal, title, all that stuff. Um, to refuse to fight in a war that he didn't believe in, that sort of thing. I mean, that's admirable. Number two? Another person mm-hmm. I've been reading up on, David Goggins. I don't know if oh. you guys uh, oh. you know David oh, Navy SEAL, right? Yeah, Navy yeah. okay. SEAL. A lot of things. But, yeah, Navy yeah. SEAL. Um, was it, like, ult- Ultimate? wow Triathlon. Triathlon.
5: oh like, was he the guy that like broke his shins uh and the, for like the the military like timed running thing and then he just continued running yeah
3: he like was he was out of shape very yeah. out of shape and yeah. got trained he was never supposed to be a navy seal and yeah. met the criteria went through the train <laughs> like slim is like he's like the one who mentality his mentality is yeah. crazy
4: Yeah, he's one of the most probably one of the most mentally tough people on the planet.
5: (laughs) Yeah, no. (laughs) You know,
4: he's like so. um, I love like one of his quote. I don't know if it's his quote, but he always uh, attributed to him the 40% rule, which is whenever you feel like you're so exhausted that you can't do another set, you can't do another minute of work, you can't do. You're actually only 40% of your total capacity because your mind automatically limits you to prevent pain and conserve energy, that's what it's designed to do. So... I believe that. I love... Well, I tested it. Even at the gym, I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm gonna just keep going and see what happens. And then I did, like, twice what uh, I would normally think I'd be able to do. You know, so it's like... That works. Your body will tell you. All right, so number three. Number done. three was number three. Come <laughs> back I got All right, yeah. I'm trying to give him a little more... <laughs> <laughs> I think he's ready. I think he's he got, got it. I think, okay. he, I think he's ready. <laughs> um... Eric Thomas? Oh, no yeah, no. Problem. Bro, I've told you about Eric Thomas. No, You did time. not. Yeah, I did. No, you didn't. Really? No, you did not. Man, he's a he's a motivational speaker. Mm-hmm. Um, I've listened to him I've listened to him since I was like 18, 17. Dude's remarkable. He used to be homeless and found his way up. Um, motivating people, he goes to schools and talks about how hard you need to work. He, he's mm. the one who came up with, if you want to succeed, as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be okay. successful. Right. I don't know if you've heard that quote. That's I'm a, not. That's a new one for me. I like that's that. That's the one, one he created. If you want to, if you want to succeed, as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. I'm you know. I'm breathe. I'm, um, gonna, I'm gonna keep. That. So he was making a story about. Uh, you have to watch it. But basically, like, how how important is breath to you? That's how success has to equate to that, that. Well. to how badly you need your next breath, a.k.a. every few seconds. I agree. <laughs> I agree with that. So he's very sort of passionate and motivating and So Judah, after you yeah. heard all those, brother. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> hey, man, like that's that's a tough list. I mean, I'm familiar with, with um, a lot of those people that they say. I mean, I think it's a little different, too, for me uh, at this age is – you know, I think, um, I mean, the inspiration, of course, my father, you know what I'm saying? But um, at this age, it's kind of like, you know, you lived a life, you kind of got through some things. And, and it it it's, a, I understand it at 18 and how old are you?
4: 25.
3: 25. I understand it at that age, right? Because those are your formative years. Yeah. And so you're trying to find different ways to know who you are as a young man or a young woman. And so I get that and get through those. When you get to a certain age, sometimes you just be like, you know, I read what I wanted to read. I agreed or I didn't agree. I agreed at the time when I was 19, but now I'm 20, you know, let's say 35 or 40. I don't agree with that anymore. So I can't really say who inspired me from like a list of what you, what you brothers have said, but um, just creatively, um, you know, I would say like Pharrell, who I had an opportunity to meet a few times, worked in Hovercraft a few times, um, outside of music, he's just a all around, like just creative, you know what I'm saying? And you just kind of always, when you're around, you want to soak up as much energy and game as possible. So Pharrell inspires me, um... Uh, I mean, I don't. You know, I I really don't. I don't have too many. You yeah, your know fa- what I'm saying? Your father yeah, was father, one. father was one for two And if it's, you know, um, I mean, authors and different things. I read different things at certain points. Um, what kind to, of books you like to read? Um, like The Alchemist, or like, uh, you know, of course we all read The Art of War. You know, and great. you read those things. They inspire you at that point in time to get through whatever you're getting through. But as far as like a lifelong inspiration, you know, when you get to a certain point in life, a lot of those things change at mm-hmm. some point. So, you know, I get it at a certain age. Yeah. But, um, you know, we just read, we read stuff when we uh, is hungry for motivation. Mm-hmm. When you wake up and you're not really motivated that day, you may go look at my man.
4: You know what I'm saying? Yeah. To yeah.
3: get what you need. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. Right? I understand. Um, I was drilled in your fucking head. Right. But age. then you get to a certain <laughs> age where you don't need no motivation to get up. You just get up and you motivate it. I understand right. what you, you get. What I'm saying. I'm at your age, so I know. Right, exactly right, right. What you're saying. So it, it's yeah. it's a little different yeah. when you when yeah. you reach a certain point in life.
2: You know but right? I, I like I like how you phrase it though. Mm-hmm. That was smooth because I, I know how that feels. I'm mm-hmm. exactly there. You know, mm-hmm. I know exactly what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Waking up gets me up. Yeah. yeah, I'm happy with it. And I wake up and I'm just like,
3: yeah. Right? And you get. You want to get up. stuff done. Yeah. You know, I want to get stuff done today. That's what I got my plan. Boom, 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 yeah. boom. And it's like it's like breathing, like you said, it's like breathing. So, yeah, yeah. but sometimes when you're 25 or 26 and you in a in a transitioning phase, you don't know if you want to get up, yeah, or you don't have that motivation mentally, physically, and you do need something. So but you got to get up, dog. Yeah, you know, you got to. So what got you
2: into the music game? And then we're gonna start getting ready to wind down. Mm-hmm. I know I'm happy to have you here, mm-hmm. but I won't keep you too long. But I know you go right. far. Out here.
3: <laughs> yeah. What well, I mean, what got me into music is I just. You know, I will stopped playing ball. My homie and uh that I went to college with uh in Pittsburgh, he took me to um he took me to his house in Indiana for the weekend. because uh, 'cause I'm in Pittsburgh, couldn't get home, you know, he said, I'm going home, you wanna ride? I said, I'll ride. So I went out there to Indiana and in the basement he had a studio. Wow. Kinda like the studio we sitting in today, you know, for um for the podcast. And he had a mixer board and drum machines and all this stuff. And I was like, bro, what's all this? Then he gave me a um, catalog. And the catalog was called Musicians Friends. (laughs) And it was a catalog where you can buy drum machines and keyboards and mixers and all that stuff out and gave it to me. And I just kept looking in there, looking at the prices, looking at everything. But he had a whole studio. And that kind of really sparked my, um, and we're friends to this day, uh, but that kind of sparked me as a producer. Wow. Then I saw how like a drum machine. When I bought my first drum machine, I was all like,
2: "Okay, kicks, did you buy it? Did you buy it off of Music Friends?
3: I think I bought it. I think I bought it off of Musicians Friends. Musicians so Friends. I yeah, probably yeah. went to like a guitar. I don't okay. know who guitar at the time or something like that. But I bought a drum machine, and I was like, bro, this is what how Dr. Dre doing it, or this is how RZA is doing it, or this is how.' And then that really just sparked my interest. And then also. Production was also something that I could do where I didn't need nobody. I could just sit in the room and do it myself. Yeah. Father had records. I messed with the records. You know what I mean? So that kind of really got me into production. And I didn't really take it serious until um, I stopped playing football, stopped the pro aspirations, got out of that. And then uh, I met a guy named Mac who recently just passed away. And Mac was one third of a group called BWC. And Mac had a studio. The first black man I knew who had a commercial studio on St. Barnabas Road in Oxon Hill, Maryland. And he had it in a building on the corner, and um, I met Mac on The Humble, and Mac told me come through, and I went through. He was the very first producer that ever opened up his studio to me. Um And so I went through, used to kick it, sit in there, chill, talk to him, and that's how I knew, like, you know, okay, so we can own this. We can do this, do that. You know, he was an inspiration for me at that time, like a real close personal inspiration. And so, you know, I started getting into making beats and he actually sold me my first Sonic EPS, which is the same EPS that Rizzle used. You know what I'm saying? So he sold me an an Sonic EPS, 16 plus. So I bought it from him, Dirt cheap, and I started making beats. And then, um, you know, I said, OK, how do I sell beats? We just talked about this earlier. How do I sell beats? So back then, there was this paper called the City Paper. and It's still Mm -hmm. around. Mm -hmm. So I used to go on the City Paper, and I found a way to, uh, you know, kind of scam putting free ads in the City Paper. And so I used to put free ads in the City Paper. I used to mail it in every Wednesday, you know, and get them placed in the City Paper. And I used to get so many calls off the ad in the city paper. And I was in the back of my father's house making Sting. beats. And then um and so, you know, I had you said people come through, you know, you'd be a little skeptical, but whatever. You try to hustle it, figure it out. So mm-hmm. then a guy came through and I didn't know him, but he was just wanted to hear some beats and we would sit back there talking and he playing beats. And then um one visit, probably like a second or third visit, he asked me, he said, how much you want for that? And when that motherfucker said, how much you want for that? Mm-hmm. It was a wrap It was since. a wrap, that was it. <laughs> as soon as he told asked me how much I wanted for it, I knew I could make money off of it. That's right. And so, you know, I think I charged him like $75. And then he came back like a week or two. And then he asked me, how much you want for that? And then that's when I was like, Nah, those the 75. But these right here, these are the 150 joints. That's right. You get what I'm saying? That's right. All right, well, give me, pull out all this money. Give me two of those. Give me one. I like this joint right here. Can you change this up? And then that just kept happening. And then that's when I kind of learned that, okay, I can make beats. I can make money off beats. And then that's when I learned the hustle of um, of production. And then um, I was fortunate enough when I was at Mac studio, uh, I met the owner of the building. And he always said, "Man, I always see you up here. What you doing up here? Why, why you know?" I said, "I come see Mac. He said, "Oh yeah, you make music?" I said, "Yeah." He said, um, "I said I'm gonna give me a studio in here one day." He said, "Oh yeah, well I got a room around the corner. It's free. It's it's empty. Um, you know, you want it? I child, you know, you got the first month two free, but after that, you know, it's gonna child." I said, "I want it." And then that's when I started my first studio, like '99, 2000, in a commercial space, and um. You Know, I was very excited and I was just doing what I was doing in the back of my father's house out that studio, you know, selling beats, doing mixtapes. Um, and you know, 20 years later, I still got my studio now, the actual building that my studio is in, I own it now. You know, what I'm saying wow. so it's a commercial industrial space. Thank you, that's fire, thank you. Real so, estate. yeah, it's commercial space, it's in Clinton, and so, um, 20 years, man. And wow, you know, and that's so, not only one studio. You have studio I just built the first solar power studio in, in DC Maryland, Virginia. Um and so I built the first ten by fifteen solar power studio, self, full self sustainable. Um, you know, you can live out of it, do all that. So I built that. Uh it took me about a year and a half. and I have a studio in Georgia too that I'm partners okay. with. So okay. um yeah, you know, just you know, that but that kind of process sparked me off to doing it. Um so you know where I'm doing it still now to this day,
2: in the city paper.
3: City paper, man. That's fine. Free ads in the city paper. You
2: you figured out how'd you like, scam it? How long how? it take you to figure that out? <laughs>
3: um, because I called and talked to a lady, and you know she probably slipped up and said the wrong she thing. She you. He's like, then, oh yeah, she said something, then I said, okay, well if I word it like this, I can put a free ad in. It. Word. But I just had to word it a certain way huh. where I wasn't showing that I'm trying to make money off of it.
4: Nice. Educational. And weapon. then
3: so I learned it. You, you think it still work to this day? <laughs> probably won't. I probably don't even know if anybody reads the city paper anymore. Well, Some real.
2: people are on print still mm-hmm. and addicted to it.
3: And you know what's funny is like um DJ Heat uh, for the she's a DJ for the Washington Mystics and was on ninety five point five. She all, every time I see her, she always say, "Judah, I remember the City Paper, your ads in the City Paper," and and that's just how like hard I was going at the City Paper. I was going at free, free ad. I would get it every Thursday to see if my ad was in there. And it was that's just original social media yeah it was huge for me and then um, after that I just started working with everybody finding artists and also one thing that kind of helped me get yeah. my name out there before um, before you know we did Studio 43 was I was doing mixtapes and what I would do is I would get all the local artists and bring them to the studio produce their songs put together a mixtape I would do the artwork press up CDs and I would sell it to them for like two dollars $3. And then so I would get like a thousand CDs pressed up and sell them two 300 at $2 a piece. And then they would in turn go out there and sell it for $10. So, you know, once again, it's the crack game all over again, it's the wholesale game. So that's really where I started like these things called Judah Presents. And I remember one summer, or like really, really one year probably, I probably put out like almost 90 mixtapes. <laughs> and it had like local artists on there wow. and I put them in the mom and pop stores. And literally, in my old studio, um, I used to have a line. Like, it was like a line of people, artists, just in the hallway, just waiting to record. And it was crazy. That's how busy it was. And, I mean, that studio was so small. Yeah. But I used to have a line of people in the hallway look, just waiting to record and do what they needed to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, it was awesome. It was an awesome, awesome experience. And that was the time where... I really kind of, you know, started getting my name out there and hustling it and Judah, Judah, Judah. You got to go hard, Judah, Judah. And I was only charging probably $25 an hour at that time. So, yeah, that was some of the things that I did to uh, just try to get the name out there.
2: Well, you put in $10,000 easily. They mm-hmm. said $10,000 mm-hmm. $10, to become a master. Mm-hmm. During that time, do you, how do you feel about those times you miss those times. You sometimes want to go back to those times. Like, how do you feel now? You you, always, you said uh, you're at this level now. Mm-hmm. How do you feel mm-hmm. like thinking back on those? Do you you feel like the game is or music is missing that people uh, with that kind of passion?
3: I mean, the ten thousand out. But also too, I, I was thinking like I never went to school for it. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I really just got a keyboard, a mixer, and start doing that But you started going to school
2: for it though, because when you buy those things and you start really no, right, right, those right, things, right, right, that's right, an right,
3: right, 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 and so. Um, do I miss those times? I miss the the essence of it, the pureness of it. Um, I miss sitting in there and talking and figuring things out. Like I talked to Wale the other day, you know, on album release and congratulate him and everything, and we were talking about, you know, he would just come to the studio, find a loop, loop it up, he'll freestyle, that'll be a song. And I I really miss those days of where you could just, you know, it just wasn't so focused on becoming something. It was just really just focused on making a dope record or making a record. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, but, you know, and that's what my tag on Instagram, Judah, used to make beats because also, too, I'm not 19 or 20 anymore, so I don't sit in the studio all day and eat bad and make beats. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, my bad, dog. Nah, I, I don't. Bad hurt, yeah, dog. yeah, I don't. I don't do that anymore. Before I used to do that, homies. Like yeah. I used to sit in there all day, make beats, eat horribly, oh. make beats, drink, chill, you was hang, fire, and just work, I heard your work, stuff that you had work, 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 and it was fun. Yeah, I had a question for you. Say, yeah. <laughs> what was
5: your longest recording session?
3: Probably about three days. God four damn. Days, three days. And so also, too, I like that, too, because I got people now that have come see me and they want to do an EP or do a project. And we'll do a project in two days. Just sit in the studio, make beats. And that's how I like to work, opposed to spreading that over two months. Yeah. You get what I'm saying, yeah. so I like that kind of vibe too. So I really, you know, I can do it, but I can do it moderately. I'm not in it every day anymore, and I really don't have that time. And I don't really live that life like that anymore. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's it's it's, it's different, man. But that that was a, a great time, and it was a form those formidable formidable years where you yeah. just you in it yourself. You learning how you work. You learning what's good. And i was doing it so much i got sick one time wow. you know what it's
5: crazy that you say that because about a year ago mm-hmm. me and my friends that made music we we put together an album for me mm-hmm. and it was two months worth of just like being in the studio waking up going recording mm-hmm. going to sleep for two hours like just brushing teeth shower and going back and i got a i got a really bad like migraines during the mm-hmm. end of it like almost like blind to migraines. Like I couldn't even open my eyes for the most part. Mm -hmm. But I also do understand you when you say that you miss it Mm -hmm. because like when you, when you just really in it, you in there for like hours, you ain't Mm -hmm. got nothing else to worry about, but making this music. Mm -hmm. There's also that, that flow Mm -hmm. that also allows you to create shit. You wouldn't be able to create Mm -hmm. as opposed to you walking into the studio, staying there for two hours, Mm -hmm. then dipping.
3: You know what happened to me recently though? Um, there was something that happened to me where um, there were some artists, and, you know, you may be a little too young to know these artists, but they they come from a crew called Low Budget Crew. Mm-hmm. And the Low Budget Crew are infamous and well-known throughout the area, you know, years ago as far, as far as hip-hop. And people that have come out of the Low Budget Crew are like a producer named Odyssey, who's real big, um, in terms of like just being a producer and an artist, Kev Brown. Why you, you know, things like that. And so, um, a couple guys from that group, I've always known that side of of music, but they, you know, they said they wanted to rap. Like yeah. They want to get back in the studio. And so now they come they use my studio and I'm getting that feeling back again, right? Because mm-hmm. they're making albums in two sessions. It's the camaraderie, you know, we're all kind of the same age and to see those guys excited about music again is making me excited because now I'm not producing them. I'm just recording and mixing and mastering their stuff. Yeah. I'm not producing it because they're producing their own stuff, but they're making it on MPCs mm. and they're recording. Oh, lay that verse down. Yeah, that's cool. We don't need a no hook on this. Nah, I'll oh, put a hook right there. What you it's, got? Oh, you got it's oh. fluent. It's fluent. So what? What I mean by they saved my life because I've known them for almost what 15, 20 years, and You know, they said they want to rap again, and they came back out, and they put out two uh, Nino Green and uh, another project called God Hates Gucci, by let the dirt say amen. These are projects that are out right now, and they're doing extremely well, and, you know, it just saved my life because what happened was it got me back in that flow that I used to be in, Mm. and I'm not producing it. But I'm recording it and I am producing it because I'm telling them, yeah, do that right here. Now nah, that don't do, take this part out, boom, boom. boom. So I'm vocally producing, mm-hmm. but that shit just really got me back in that vibe again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just and, around it again. Yeah, and nice. you know, and I'm, I'm, it's good to see them excited about rapping again. Nice. You know what I'm saying? Because these dudes have traveled the world, and they, you know, they back to rapping again. And yeah. So, um, that's things like that. And and also, too, like, we never worked together back then. As a producer or a studio, we never worked together back then. And then all of a sudden, here we are working at this age, this stage in our career, Still doing it and at a high level. For them to be excited. Because we always knew each other. We just never worked together. Yeah. You like to be excited about that, Joe. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because nice. and, and we've always crossed paths. And I remember one time I was in London. Mm. And I'm going into uh, a Starbucks in West London. Not playing the regular, and then here come Odyssey walking out of the Starbucks. (laughs) So it's two dudes from Maryland, D.C., in London. Probably, like, working, producing, and this is the type of, like, you know, it's just amazing that all these years and we still can get together, and it just, it it changed my life, you know what I'm saying, to get get me going again and get me energized, so. It's it's things like that that you know I, I cherish, I like, I love, and it makes things you know awesome for me. You know what I'm saying? The that passion is yeah. And these dudes are doing some. of Their projects are phenomenal, and they're doing. They just performed at the Kennedy Center. You know what I'm saying? That's awesome. like yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. You pre. I'm a. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a link y'all. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But they um yeah these dudes and and they just they got bars. Bars and they got a long rich history and music, on to some new stuff yeah. To binge, yo. yeah. So, you know, it's things like that, man. And you know, you're just having fun for real. I ask you
2: two more questions mm-hmm. DMV show with DMV folks about mm-hmm. DMV entrepreneurs. Where are you from in the DMV, mm-hmm. and what is one of your favorite things about being from here?
3: Mm-hmm. Um. Well, you know, I'm from Northeast. Like I was telling you earlier, I lived in Capitol Heights. I lived in Suitland. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um. But Northeast, Cap Heights, Suitland. Um, one thing that I love about here is if you really, if, if I'm from D.C. and it, it has changed over the years, but I remember at one point, if you're from D.C., you would go to Vegas or you would go to New York or you would go somewhere and you could tell if somebody is from home. You know what yeah. I'm saying? They had a look, they had a lingo, but I just always loved the fact that we had our own thing going on, yeah. our own style, our own music. Yeah. You know how many places don't even have their own music?
2: I've learned that as I got older.
3: You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. We have our own music,
2: and it's ours. It, it's and you know I'm not I'm a, I'm now officially from DMV. Mm-hmm. I've been here mm-hmm. so long. Mm-hmm. I've learned to enjoy it. At mm-hmm. first, as a young man, I first got from New York. It was hard for me. Mm-hmm. But Chuck Brown. Mm-hmm. My first influence. But I loved A Sexy Lady. Mm-hmm. That literally was my, I was like, okay, this is, mm-hmm. this is dope. Mm-hmm. Like it was, I love that song, by the way. Mm-hmm. Very good song. So, yeah, DMV, the only place. And, and when I used to travel outside of here, people mm-hmm. used to tell me there was no parties like out here. Mm-hmm. I, I party in New York, I party in a a lot of places, and people, Miami, everywhere. People would say, nah, D.C.
3: Party. D.C. had the parties. Yeah. We yeah. had the music. You know, you can go to a club and hear all your regular music, and you can go to the go-go. And then you can go to a cabaret. Yeah, cabaret. Then, you know what I'm saying? So. to
4: the cabaret, so. then, you go nah. to, then you go to a museum.
3: Then you go to <laughs> a, oh, a, you a museum. What, place, have you go to the cabaret. <laughs> then you go to a museum,
0: right? <laughs> Next to that, yeah. You can't go know? to a museum.
3: <laughs> so it's just, it's just all that, man. Um, that that you know, it, it makes you love it. You know what I'm saying? It just makes you love it and love where you are from. And we are some proudful people. Yeah. You know, we got some of the best musicians because of go go. You know what I'm saying and jazz. Um, but also one thing, quick thing I wanted to say about DME and we talked about artists having issues and everything, but I don't think and I say this everywhere I go, but DC Maryland, Virginia, you probably don't realize that we're first generation rappers. You probably you never thought about that, did you? You have never thought about that, did you? <laughs> what I mean by that is um your father, you're eighteen, your father, did your father rap?
5: Oh, yeah, uh, I wasn't sure. Father, yeah, he wasn't in my life.
3: Okay, I got you. Mother, rap, mother did anything in music, anything? Not really, no. Okay, all right. So what happens is when you go to New York, Bama's, like, grandparents, grandparents were worked at labels, or DJs, Yeah. right? Mm -hmm. When you come to D.C. Maryland, our parents and grandparents are government workers, work for Metro, work for the state or federal. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, I get you. I get and you so, we're really first generation rappers and hip hop producers, oh. my generation. Your, genera- your, your background is, you probably got friends who father was a rapper or a DJ yeah. or worked at a label. You know what I'm saying? Your second, third generation from New York because y'all had the industry. L.A. as well. I understand what
2: you're saying. Yeah. But we're
3: all first generation rappers. We probably, our, our second generation rappers are like Booby. I mean, nah, um, um, what's my man named? Nucci, who his father, Booby was One Way Records, which was a, a street label back in the day. And now he's an artist named Nucci. Um, so he's second generation. But when you go to places like New York, they like fourth generation oh, yeah. DJs and rappers. And so when you really think about the issues that we have here in this area, we're still first-generation rappers. That's a hell of a way to put it. People, young as that rap now, their parents was not rappers. Mm-hmm. They were go-go bands, or they hustled, or they worked for federal jobs. So we're so far behind in terms of our exposure to the industry. That's why we fail at business a little bit in the industry. We don't quite understand it because – we didn't have grandparents and parents that were, you know what I'm saying? Sound in, in the, the industry. In, the industry, in the industry. So when I was talking to people from New York, I'm like, bro, we still first generation. Y'all and grew up or y'all <laughs> used to go to parks and the jams with all those rap stars and DJs and you will always see a megastar walking down the, in Brooklyn. The basketball court. Yeah. At the
2: barbershop. Yeah. Y'all, y'all shop. like
3: yeah. third New Yorkers, third, yeah. fourth generation.
2: That's I never I never had anyone put that to me that way. Bro, we first generation. But that's NBC. also an advantage.
3: It's an advantage because you're not you know, no one
2: ever heard this shit.
3: You're not hurt You haven't heard it, but you're also not jaded or, or you know stigmatized with, yeah, you're confined um, to, yeah, all that stuff. We're still your first generation.
4: Yeah. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Young first generation. Yeah, but your parents didn't rap. No. No. No, definitely not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> you know what's so, funny? You know what's funny about my family? There, there's so many parts of my family that are artistic. They just never. The the culture restricted them. That's one of the things that, and that's what I love about. That's that's what I talk about. I like, you know, I'm kind of like a leader in that space where I'm like, you're Arab, you're Middle Eastern, or you're any any other fucking ethnicity. Mm -hmm. Creativity, at least for us, is very stifled, and so, um, but I just found it interesting that my family is actually very creative. Yeah, but I they bet. just never, none, none of them have pursued it. They mean, they it's beautiful they can art draw, in your culture. They can, beautiful they can, in your culture. I had, your culture. I, had, I had cousins I had no idea yeah. who, like, used to rap for, like, a year or two. I'm like, you used to rap in Arabic? What? Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Word. You got so, writers. So, <laughs> I'm, what, I'm, what I'm saying is, like, but then, you know, <laughs> parents told them to go be a dentist. Now he's a dentist. You know what I'm saying? So none of them had the courage. But imagine he wrote you a verse to right to... now. It'd be dope having <laughs> <dentistry>. <laughs> <He> <laughs> has a dentist. He's a first generation.
3: So that's, like, the difference, man. And so, you know... We Do we have, have a
4: to, D.C. sound? Not as strong as like New York or nah, established our, as York and, and that's
3: a, that's the other downside is that, you know, unless it's Go-Go influenced, mm-hmm. D.C. kind of adopted, you know, back in the day it used to be like rap a lot, mm-hmm. Scarface. We love Scarface yeah, here yeah, in D.C. So we, Im- Im- you know, imitated Scarface and rap a lot at, at one point. Now, you know, our youngest it just sound like regular trap drill music or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Atlanta trap. Um, but, you know, we did have a sound at a certain point, and Bagogo is infusing that sound. But at the end of the day, all I'm saying is we're first generation rappers and artists. It's just, it's it's what it is. Yeah. And when you start thinking like that, then you'll understand, like, okay, we got a ways to go. We did some awesome things, but we got a ways to go. Yeah, we do. You we know? Do. So, you know, you got to keep it in perspective. Brother, thank you for being here, man. It's all good,
2: man. I really appreciate, you appreciate y'all having me. It is a blessing to have you here. It was worth the wait, man. Thank you for all the game. Thank you for speaking to these young men and giving them that. For real, that I appreciate game. that. Mm-hmm. Value information you gave me on so many things. You blew my mind. So it's I was all good. And yeah, and and okay. it's
3: a small world because this guy, man, he used to come to my studio, make Ron. the trip. I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a embarrass him, but he used <laughs> to come to my studio, and he'll tell you. I always like you know. I treated him always the same way, just wanted him to learn, wanted him to get better. He gave
4: me an absurdly low recording rate, and, like, I like I ripped him off, so he but knew I was getting ripped off.
3: I wanted him to learn, though, yeah. you know what I'm saying? He, he I f- has learned. I felt I felt him. I felt, you know, yeah. just his energy, yeah. and I wanted him to get better and learn, and it wasn't no money thing. I just wanted him to get better, and yeah. I knew he had the passion. He Anybody that's going to ride on a train for an hour and some change and bust yeah. it and then walk, I got to show you love. You know what yeah, I'm saying? So, I that, um, But, yeah, you know, he used to come through and he'll tell you, like, man, we just getting in, there and talk, and figure it out, and work, get better. And that's what it's about. You know what I'm saying? And Mac, Mac did that for me. I'm doing that for somebody else, another also Yeah,
4: when Judah told that story, I was like, man, this mirrors exactly the kind yeah. of experience I had. Yeah, yeah
3: so it's, just, it. it's a small world, but, you know, we also just got to watch out for everybody and make sure it's a win-win for everybody. And I was able to get a little a little something from it. He was able to learn from it, network. And so as, if he never did that, we never would be here today. You get what I'm saying? And I never would have met you two brothers and my man over there. I would never have been here today. So, you know, by him doing that, we all here today and we forever connected. You know what I'm saying? So, I appreciate
2: that. I appreciate all good. that. I'm going to pick your brain. All good. All a lot good. of information. All so good. if you could tell everybody where we can find you at once again. And they'll
3: be going to exit. Man, you can find me on Twitter at Judah on the Beats. And then IG is Judah Used to Make Beats. Um, that's the only two places you can find me. Uh, my number's been the same for 20-something years. So people got it. They got it. Um, but, you know, I'm around. I I respond. I holler. You know, whatever, man. You know? I appreciate it's you. all good, like, man. Again, all man. good. I appreciate y'all having me. Some Thank awesome, man. awesome podcasts,
5: awesome folks in here. So I appreciate hey guys, that.
2: No break. Where can we find you, at,
5: sir? You can find me on all social media platforms at v v i t c h e s underscore underscore.
4: Yeah, he's right, guy. Why, yeah, my brother over there. And hey, I plug new song, man. Plug why, new why is song. it the new two underscores? You didn't have the one underscore.
5: Did yeah, it ain't let me. ain't let me choose the username. <laughs> <man. Dude>. Yeah, <laughs> you, know, you gotta
4: follow what they say. Um, yeah, you can find me at uh, Husam Music. You could just Google it. Hussam, Husam H U S A M Music. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I'm on YouTube. I got a new song out called Make It. Um, it's all right. it's, on, uh, it's on all platforms. It's and be an alternative, and it feels amazing. So. It's awesome, it's <laughs> awesome! And shout out to my yeah. boy at
2: Rex Corolla, the engineer extraordinaire over there. Dope spot, dope spot, man! Yeah. I love this guy. I Met this guy full cell. Tell you about this guy, his guy's great. Shout out to Rex at Rex Carolus, man, at Rex Carollis on Instagram. Shout out to my at Quana Diva Violence, she wasn't able to make it. Had a little bit of mix up, Quana. We missed you, but we're gonna get you for the next time. And uh, I'm at Super Saiyan Santi. Thank you guys for tuning in. Shout out to Japan, we're now in Canada, Ireland, and like we're in like, the double and triple digits in, the, in these countries now. So thank you guys. It's been a great month this month, and keep tuning in. Peace. Thank
3: you, sir, man. i right, awesome, man. Good, man. Good.
1: I it. Say, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to turn to your neighbor and say, let the dirt say amen. Let the dirt say amen. Hey, so hey, you're not gonna pass around a collection plate. We don't want your money. We need your mind. Yes, yeah, y'all. Yeah, right. And I need you and you yeah. God, I wonder can you save me from seeing evil, Cielo see Green, greeners, that mean that I'm crazy, I see my people's lean on me like Morgan in the 80s, cause we the people busy boning, smoking, getting lazy, we thuggish, rugged, sluggish, ain't it something, how we grown accustomed, fuck them. we don't love em, we just want it, but we never want it, let's keep it 100, my Benjamin Button, I put my love below the speaker by playing percussion, I roll the dice and roller coaster, I'm pushing for something, they can't compete with DMC, I'm running, I'm running, my Raise slice and open my Michael Tyson Confessions plus us as deacons And the reverends we have in a wedding They get divorced at the court Ain't nobody else's fault With no teachers they got bored Graffiti bridge, see the chalk, read the papers, see the signs But I guess no GPS can change your mind Going left with no directions Doing fine, through do the crime, through the time Rolex, Rolex. Bo Jackson, wait a minute This is Flex. Split cannabis, can I spit like a patient Cause I'm sick Scandalous handled it like a candle when it's lit. Oh, when amethyst shining beneath a diamond, filthy rich. They was fucking up commas and screaming like it's still a bitch. So you love her, leave her, fuck her, squeeze her. She's a diva. She's it, Lisa, Molly, Issa. She insecure about what that future holds. She her signs down the road, but we used to those. Church, one, we've been Brother, last. called, We've been mumbling. Mm-hmm. We've been mumbling. We're trying to get our tongues back. This is all mind, body, soul, Nine shotty blow Fine pot of gold, found by the stove, red, yellow, go Dread, let them know, bread, feta, dough Make cheddar slow, spread, let us go, incredible, yo This is what I mean, an anti-nigger machine Ain't got no radio edits, baby, we don't come clean Yet I stay on my j rule a dirty, rotten scoundrel On the south side in a big chair like a child with the council I pray for the homeless, they say, don't wait for the moment Hey, Thanks for the warning, I save grace in the morning And I ain't perfect, but I'm certain it's working Smoking purple for emergency purposes And I know where the surface is And I'm over my nervousness And I'm way too determined, bitch And I am preaching my sermon trick Like Eric and Paris Smith And I carry a pair of fists That I tear for terrorists, Especially a specialist, man You know what the method is Nigga, I was California, dreamin', dreaming California. But ain't no parties in LA without the lime and rona. Empty beaches, empty bleachers, empty bars, NPCs us, see the BC us, but they can't beat us. We the new leaders of the school. I bust the door open, stomped a hole in the ground and left the floor smoking. Then I said, hold it down, rolling loud, I'm rolling by. Ain't nobody in the crowd. They quarantine, nigga. Listen to the sound. Savage, bougie, ratchet. Me for two rounds, surfing through the town as they boo me and shit. They want me dead like ghosts. You should have read the post, they thought that boy was a saint. Now, watch the falling snow. Ayo, let's be Franklin. It's just entertainment, it's all entertainment. I'm making my statement, wonder where the date went. It's all entertainment, it's just entertainment. Yo, let me entertain y'all here right now, yo If y'all ain't down with this shit right here, fuck y'all if y'all ain't down for the kids, fuck y'all Let the church say amen Or better yet, the dirt say amen